Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there. This is the Bluegatoons podcast. Andy here. Thank you so much for deciding to listen to this week's episode. It's episode 169. Almost 170. Yeah. What do I talk about uh, this week, this particular episode? Well, I shall, I shall tell you. Um, I talk a bit about the film Westworld and the fact that that's a film that really passed me by because they are. I'm not unfamiliar with seventies cinema, but you know, it just, it, this just shows how little I know about Michael Crichton's work. So um, now that, that was interesting. Uh, <laughs> I I tried to make it interesting sounding, uh, so make of it what you will. Uh, I talk about my mid year plans because you know we're getting to the middle of 2016. It's it's an exciting time because. Well, I, 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 I go in, into why I feel like it's quite an exciting time. Yeah, there, there is a six-minute shout-out, um, which shall remain. Which it shall remain a mystery uh, what, what that subject will be until it comes along. When you hear that segment, that's something to look forward to. Um, and I, yeah, I have a bit of a talk about Beluga Weekly number seventy. Let's uh, see, is it a good one this week? I'm trying to remember. Did I did I go for one of the the better ones. I, th- I think I think it is a better week. I, I always lose track because one week I talk about one that I think turned out pretty good, and other weeks ones that I d- did not think turned out pretty good. Uh, so <laughs> I think I think it's the pretty good week. I think <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, which one was it? I don't know. Um, never mind because. Right now, I'm going to get on to the movie segment. So, yeah, the, uh, the film was Westworld. Um, so, in in the following segment, you will hear me talk talk about that film, and you will hear me reveal the title of next week's film. Now then, not only had I not seen this film previously, I don't think I've ever heard of it. it it's funny because um, I, I think I, did I see that? Because um, I just I just went on IMDb now, and it looks like there's going to be a remake. Apparently, is that right? Or was there one that I that completely passed me by? Because uh, I um, I saw it on you know, just, just on IMDb. Yeah, hang on, uh, I'm, I'm going to have another look because um, I I really should have prepared myself for this. Uh, Westworld, 2016, Ben Barnes and Ingrid. 
boys bird owl um Oh, a series inspired by the 1973 film of the same title. Yeah, so it, it's um, it's a TV version. See, I, I just that's one of the things that yeah, I I may have heard someone mention that there was going to be a TV series of Westworld coming up, or because that that's this year. Is it? It says here, 2016. It's funny, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I just, I, I'm really not up to speed on, on this sort of thing, but yeah, um, because I watched the original movie, um, which I believe began as a, as a novel by Michael Crichton, is that right, or, or did he just come up with it and make a film? I don't know. I know very little about the background of this. Um. It seems that he he did write the, the the screenplay for the film, as as he normally does. Yeah, um, basically, the, um, this is another one of those films where I I kind of feel like the idea was a little bit better than the end product. Uh, not to say I I didn't get any enjoyment out of it at all. It was it was interesting to watch. It's a cool idea. Um, there were things in it that I kind of wanted to see, and I suppose maybe it's because this was still in the seventies, and it wasn't wasn't that easy to uh, to create certain things like in terms of effects. You know, the the um, the, the effects aren't bad. I, I'm I'm guessing that it is pretty typical of nineteen seventy three. This is the thing I I don't. Um, that don't really have a lot to compare it to. Well, I suppose I I I find that the um, two thousand and one must have set the bar pretty high for visual effects because that was several years earlier. Um, I you know I um thought the acting was very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh basically it 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 has that kind of cuz I always want to say it 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 reminded me of Jurassic Park obviously that's another Michael Crichton story um but you know that cuz that almost implies that Westworld isn't older than Jurassic Park which obviously it is <laughs> uh, yeah and I I wasn't actually aware that there was, yeah, you know, I get the feeling because the the concept does ring a bell. This idea that it's like a theme park where people can experience realistic scenarios, like they they have um, the Roman world and the the medieval world and West world. Um, I I. I I I just kept thinking, like, obviously Jurassic Park was a, a massive hit, and it's one that I remember. I can remember all the hype that came out when when that was first released. Um, 
because it, it was just just outstanding. No, no film before ever, ever you know really really looked like it. And yeah, I I I, I just keep thinking of that and. Westworld, I suppose, is kind of the Jurassic Park of its time. Um, not only was it written by the same person, um, it it is just it's it's kind of similar, I suppose. The the thing that kind of bugged me is that no one in the film seems to to realize that it it's totally inevitable that if you're setting up so that you, you can have fights with people it's not necessarily a simulator you are kind of put in that place and it, all you have is this um safeguard where the their weapons are immobilized somehow whenever they're directed at non-robotic people you know there's a lot of naivety there you know human beings are very naive uh, but I think that's pushing it. <laughs> okay, when I watch it again, no, I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm not really that interested. Um, I think because I I was, was when I saw it was a film called Westworld and there was something to do with cowboys. I thought it was going to be an actual western. So now I'm I'm sort of um, I'm thinking maybe I would have preferred an actual western. But anyway, uh, so basically. Tell tell me now, internet. So I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not in the. Um, I'm quite so energetic for the, this first segment. But internet, please tell me, what film will I be talking about in next week's episode? Romeo and Juliet, nineteen sixty-eight. Adam, that's not funny. It is once again time for the six-minute shout-out. So let's spin the internet wheel. There it goes. Round and round. Will it land on a YouTube channel? Will it land on, on uh, a Facebook page? Who knows? It might be another podcast or something. It's slowing. It's slowing. It's landed on George Fest. Right, this is... Um, a night to celebrate the music of George Harrison. Yeah, uh, and I, I actually played this album to my um, my parents when I, I went to visit them recently. I uh, I, I was excited for it because I, um, I, I, it must have been yeah uh, sometime last year. I I saw s- some video clips online. One I, I I was most interested in particular was the. Uh, uh, Weird Al's performance of uh, What Is Life, uh, which I think probably is my favourite George Harrison song. Is, I think when people say to me, uh, which song of George's do you like best, that's the, that's usually my answer, yeah. And he does it really well. Um, and, and for a while it was just a video you could see online because someone had recorded it on their phone, I think. You, you can tell this it's not a professional recording. Um, but it, it was a great way of... of Getting an idea of getting a little flavour of what um, what went on that night, yeah. Uh, so um, I have the, the track listing here. I, I can actually I can I can tell you and give you all the details. Tell you who sings what, uh, 
and it, and it should give you an idea of of why uh, it's it's really worth seeing. It starts off with um, Danny Harrison and Conan O'Brien singing "Old Brown Shoe." Hang on, I'm just going to have to do something because the, the the version I've got here doesn't give you all the names. Um, yeah, uh, Old Brown Shoe. The the next one is a, a cover of "I Me Mine," which I believe was a song from the Beatles' "Let It Be" album. Uh, come on, George Fest. Oh, I'm so organised. <laughs> yeah, um, who, who sings that one? Then <laughs> come on, Brit Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> should, should do my homework. Um, Let it roll. That's um, performed by Jonathan Bates. The version of something by Nora Jones. Got my mind set on you. Sung by Brandon Flowers. If not for you, uh, sung by the Heartless Bastards. Uh, Be here now. Sung by Ian Astbury. Wah wah. Sung by. Uh, Nick Valenci If I Needed Someone sung by Jamestown Revival Art of Dying sung by Black Rebel Motorcycle Club Savoy Truffle sung by Danny Harrison For You Blue sung by Chase Cole uh, Beware of Darkness sung by Anne Wilson Let It Down um, uh, sung by Danny Harrison yeah let, let it roll before I, that's why this is going through my head as I like, didn't I read that no, let, let, let it down give me love uh, sung by Ben Harper here comes the sun sung by Perry Farrell what is life sung by Weird Al Yankovic behind that locked door sung again by Nora Jones my sweet lord sung by Brian Wilson I actually had this playing on my iPod on my stereo last night uh, when my iPod was on shuffle isn't it a pity? Sung by the Black Rider. Any Road, sung by Butch Walker. I'd Have You Any Time, sung by Karen Elson. Taxman, sung by Cold War Kids. It's All Too Much, sung by The Flaming Lips. Handle with Care, and that's sung by various people. Uh, these last two tracks, Handle with Care and All Things Must Pass. Um, for that one, they get back singers like Brian Wilson. Uh, Britt Daniel and Ann Wilson and, and uh, yeah various others <laughs> and um, so yeah uh, I, as I say I played it to my, my family and they they liked it um, they were quite intrigued because uh, they, they weren't we, we, none of us were, were that familiar with a lot of those those singers. Let's see. I, I um I'm a fan of let's say um Brandon Flowers, um Weird Al, Brian Wilson, and the Flaming Lips, um uh, and several others I'm, I'm definitely aware of. Um, but there are a lot of artists in there that I'm sure I've never really come across. Um, I, I haven't really added them to my iTunes collection, uh, so it, it was an interesting way of of, of hearing the, these artists and performers that I, I really uh, um, d didn't know 
quite so well. It, you know, that, that's uh, that's always always fascinating because uh, I, I think my mum and dad they they weren't aware of that many of, of those artists, um, but at the same time they, they you know I said before that was something that's quite intriguing and it was something that um, they they seemed to really enjoy about about this collection. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on CD. I actually got the CD, which is two discs and a, and a DVD of, of like of, of the concert, so you can actually watch it. You can actually get to see what it looked like. Um, so yeah, that, um, it's, it's definitely worth checking out. I have fallen, and I choose not to get up. We got the thump. Ladies and gentlemen, comedy fans of all ages. Fump Fest is back, featuring performances by 2D6, Carrie Dalby, Tim Cavanaugh, Tivo Spice, Dino Mike, The Gothsicles, The Library Bard, Mega Thruster, Rob Paravonian, Sea Monkey, Zach Shornick, Tom Smith, and Worm Quartet. And this year's guest of honor, Paul and Storm. George R.R. R. Martin, please write and write faster. Please give us boiled leather and sigils and steel. Fump Fest is taking place August 26th through 28th at the Elk Grove Holiday Inn in Chicago, Illinois. Tickets for the weekend are just $50. Join. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Join us for live concerts, panels, even more dumb parody ideas, demented karaoke, and the death of Sea Monkey. Visit FumpFest.com to register for the event and reserve your hotel now. That's F-U-M-P-F-E-S-T dot com. Right, now it's time for me to take a look at one of the old Beluga Weekly episodes. Um, this is one that I did uh, in 2010. It was number 70. Um, yeah, and uh, because this this week I get to talk about uh, one that I actually feel came out quite well. This, this just um, shows Jackie, the... Little Jack Russell Terrier um, finding a stick, and, and she she says, "There you are, Mister Stick." And she picks it up and says, 
You and me are going to have a bit of fun together. She then throws the stick. Um, and then you just see her carrying it around with a little thought balloon that says, It's just not as fun when you're on your own. So yeah, I suppose... Not not the, the greatest um, joke I've, you know, I've ever come up with. It, it, um, it, it just seemed like um, something that you would expect to see from Jackie. This was an early one. This is this might have been Jackie's first appearance. I'm just going to say it is, even though it might not be. Um, but you know, it's cute. I I was getting more and more of an idea of um, what what kind of character she would be like, because I think right from the start I was thinking she has to be like very very upbeat and um, yeah. Uh, I kept it simple with this one. Uh, even the background, I just re reused the background. The only thing I changed, I think, was the clouds. Um, and it's funny because I, I don't think I draw clouds the same way as I did. Because <laughs> back then I used to make them look very fluffy and made them made them look like they were kind of bulging and yeah. Um, once again, this goes back to when. I actually did make the backgrounds look slightly different, so that there, there was this idea, you know, was some some kind of um, perspective, or you know, things further away kind of looked mistier. Um, so yeah, so the background actually works very nicely, and and I still think because you know it, it's something that I. I don't put a lot of effort into these days. I mean, I've I've never been that great at at doing good backgrounds, but I think back then I at least wanted to to show some to to, to actually to, to, I suppose at the very least make it so that the background didn't um, distract from the central focus because everything that I want people to be paying attention to is nice and clear. And I've just sort of faded the background stuff so it doesn't... I mean, looking at the background, all I can see is there's like a tree and a dustbin, I think. Um, that's literally it. And they're, but they're far away in the distance. And and I think it it works nicely for this sort of thing. And I always, I always feel like... Um, that, that, that plane is distracting me. <laughs> I never... I never really... Uh, prepare myself or I can't really be prepared for that sort of thing um, sorry if you if you can hear that <laughs> it's it's not very professional of me but there we go um, I've also got Eugene in the banner with a stick in his mouth like, as a dog would do although he's, he's kind of folding his flippers over like folded arms yeah um, I think because Jackie has changed a bit because um, I, I I didn't have a, I didn't really have much to compare her to obviously, obviously this was at a time when I was drawing her in a specific way so yeah um, but actually because may, maybe this is an example of why it's such a good you know good idea to keep redrawing a character and and just keep at it until you're one hundred percent satisfied because. 
yeah, I um, I had an original design for her, which um, I didn't end up using. I didn't. Um, I, I never I never went back to it, even like the second time I drew her. So um, she had changed a bit from the, those first sketches that I'd done. Uh, but you know, look, looking at this, this one that I actually did put in in this episode, the one, the the design that I did go for for this one. Um, yeah, it's funny because I, I would never draw her like that these days. Um, and yeah, I, I suppose I, I I still I still like the idea of sort of templating. Um, my characters because it is a bit of a cheat but I mainly just kind of reuse the head and even then I, I'm i not going to use the same eyes or mouth because that changes a lot of the expression and the expression does need to change um, like depending on the situation like if, if there's a lot of high energy that's going to that needs to be displayed in one particular panel uh, and that's when you've really got to tweak things around and um, Illustrator is very good for that sort of thing I um, so I, I do I do kind of cheat the heads of each character and sometimes yeah I think I have some templates where I, I also have the rest of the body uh, but I, I know which parts need changing and I, I think when I duplicate an image um, and, and it's and this is for a, um, a comic strip. Uh, it works because it gets me thinking about what needs to change and also what, what can actually stay the same to, add, to have that consistency. You know, um, because uh, some of my characters wear hats. Um, and their, their hats, the... the they they don't um, they don't move around. It's not like the the heads are much smaller than that, so there's, so there's no um, no need to sort of change the positioning of it. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I I I'm very very creatively cheating, I suppose. You don't understand anything, man. Leave your stupid comments in your pocket. Right then, cows play. Uh, don't know when the hiatus is going to come to an end. Um, but I will be putting up some new cows plays on tune, tunes up because there are, are some people on there who are, um, have been very helpful and given me some ideas for, for for someone's just just to fill in the void um, because I, I before I was I was doing one every week um, and I was making sure that I always uh, reach that deadline. Um, on time, but um, but now I'm I'm sort of taking it easy. I'm I'm working at a much steadier pace because this is just you know um, things to do while I'm sorting things out. Because hopefully in the near future I won't have to be quite so busy. Um, let's see. Uh, over there, because in, in a few months' time I'm going to be done with Beluga Weekly. I think for the year. Because it won't be too long. I think it'll be maybe a month or two before I I finish Beluga Weekly 2016. Like that story arc 
will um, have reached the. Uh, I will have got to the final episode, and I'll move on to the start of Beluga Weekly 2017. It's it's amazing because we are nearly halfway through this year now. Because yeah, we're on the fifth month of the year. I, I, I was going on about this. I think I was going on about this last year that um, by the end of June. Like to me, that that's a sign that you know we're crossing the halfway point, and we're now kind of you know, we're at that peak. So we're on our way down. We're going to go down, down, down to the end of the year, um, and it's a little bit scary because I always say, you know, I, I I'm I'm like like a lot of people, I, f- I find it quite weird how just 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 how time flies, but um, but I think because. As I've been doing so much more drawing and stuff over the the last few years, uh, I've, I've grown to really appreciate the fact that um, you know it, it it doesn't take that long to get from the start of the year to the end, and I never really see it as like you know there's a, a limit as to what you know. Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily fighting to get. Beluga Weekly done, like the, like the, 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 the this current season, this current story arc, completed by the end of the year, because it's it's almost done already, you know. So I'm sort of fin- finishing things up round about the middle of the year, and um, so yeah, I think once I've got the first, maybe. Like it depends how long it's going to take me, uh, but it, you know, if if I can manage to get the first couple of months of Beluga Weekly 2017 completed, then I'll probably take a break from that so I can um, maybe do another season of Cow's Play. We'll have to, we'll have to see. What, you know, I, I've no idea how long it's going to be. It, these things always take a bit longer. They definitely take longer than, than I want them to. <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, I'm going to, as I said before, continue doing the uh, Cow's Plays by request. If you want to request a Cow's Play, uh, just leave a comment. If, if you've been following it on um, DeviantArt or Facebook or Tumblr, you, you can leave comments, you, you can just comment and make a suggestion on what what you think the next one should be based on um yeah uh so right now i i don't know i i haven't actually put together a plan for may i i, I sort of decided that this month i'm not going to put anything up on my wall that says you know here's the deadline for all of this work i just thought no i i'm going to I'm gonna have a bit of a flexible month, and I I, I am working on a plan uh, for June. So yeah, uh, uh, from from there on, I think I'll I'll get back into the habit of having an actual deadline for for each month. Um, because I yeah I, I like to to make sure I I don't spend too long that I, I don't um it doesn't take me too long to get all the cows plays and. Beluga weeklies and, and comic, comic books, and all of that, uh, all of the work that I'm doing there. Um, so I, I usually set the deadline like um, it, it tends to be the the last Friday of the month. 
I, I'm, I'm feeling like that is the best way to look at it at the moment. So yeah, um, it, 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 it seems to be the, the most efficient way to, to make that the, uh, the, the kind of overall deadline for things in each month. It's great because it gives me a little bit more time to to kind of reflect. I'll take uh, two cheese pizzas and some crazy bread! <laughs> well, the time has very nearly come for me to send you all on your merry way. I'm just going to close YouTube off because that's distracting me. Um, now then, uh, I'm going to let you know about the comic book club. Uh, any new listeners, this is, this is something that I attend every month. Um, let's see if I can... Remember the details without my cheat sheet this time. Uh, let's see, it's the third Thursday of every month. That's one thing I can be sure of. <laughs> uh, it, it starts at uh, around... It's usually 7pm to about 10pm, uh, I believe. Um, you know, we, we don't usually mind you know, if, if, if you turn up a little bit late. You know, we're not, we're not going to have a go at you. <laughs> we're not going to turn you away if you're not on time. Um, because we, we tend to just show up. It's at the Goblet's Wine Bar on Above Bar Street in Southampton. And yeah, um, people usually get food and uh, maybe some kind of al alcoholic beverage and we talk about comics. Uh, there's usually a, a different topic. The next one is going to be about whitewashing in movies. So th this this is not, not just about comics per se, I don't think. Um, so yeah... A uh, bit of a hard-biting subject. There's a great um, John Oliver video. It's quite an old one now, um, Hollywood whitewashing. Uh, it's one of the uh, what, uh, How Is This Still a Thing videos. You can see that on YouTube. It, 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 it uh, makes makes a very makes some very good points. Um, but yeah, so, so that, that's the kind of thing we're going to be talking about in the next one. Uh, so yeah, uh, they have a Twitter at CBC Sutton, and they're also on Facebook. We just type in... Uh, Comic Book Club Southampton. Uh, you should you should be able to find them on there. Uh, don't forget, I have a website. Yeah, uh, it's called belugatoons.com. B e l u g a t o o n s, and there, that's where you can find information on Cow's Play. Uh, I'll probably try and work out a section where I can uh, arrange for like, uh, as I mentioned before, requests for Cow's Plays because uh, once you've seen what goes on in there it's this ongoing art project I, I try to fill in people who, who aren't familiar with my work uh, but yeah check it out on there the, um, I do also have and I, I should should always point this out that uh, there is, uh, I have a uh, red bubble store where I'm selling t-shirts someone actually bought a t-shirt recently that was really exciting yeah um, so if, if you go to Belugatoons.redbubble.com. Actually, I'm just going to make sure that that actually works. Belugatoons.redbubble.com. Yeah, that that takes you to my store. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you can get mugs, you can get T-shirts, you can get stickers. There's all sorts of things on there. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, and finally, uh, I am at Belugatoons on Twitter, and if you want to follow this podcast's twitter it's at belugatoons pod yeah so there you go that that's all that's literally all you need to know i i can go away now <laughs> i won't bother you i won't keep you any longer do take care uh everybody and bye bye
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.